Hello everyone and welcome. This is episode 18 of the Lion Learns to Write episode with Andre Bright and today I'm speaking to Nyasha Duri, who is Zimbabwe born, living through UK and into Sweden and in working in innovative spaces for disadvantaged refugees and we have a great conversation about identity, mental health, what makes her tick and how she empowers herself and others. Um, it's a great episode. Sit back, relax and enjoy. Hello and welcome. We are live and I'm here with someone who I met a little while actually ago. Um, but in case anybody hasn't met you before or doesn't know you, could you introduce yourself? Yes. Hi, I'm Nyasha and I was born in Zimbabwe, but I've lived in the UK for most of my life. I'm currently in Sweden and I'm supporting an innovation space that works with um, disadvantaged communities, especially from people from um, refugee backgrounds and mm. like teaching them skills and innovation and providing them a place to be creative. And I also do um, a bunch of like freelancing on the side in different spaces like civic technology and um, computer science education. Wow, that's a lot. <laughs> that's yeah, a lot. It's not too. <laughs> Are you enjoying it out there? Yes, it's really like such um, like the vibe and the energy of the people there. I feel really, really grateful. It's like the kind of place because um, we go like late into the night, like nine p.m. And honestly, mm. like I often don't want to leave. So yeah, it's um, I feel really comfortable. That's an amazing sign. So what's it like being um, Zimbabwe born, living in UK, but now moving into Sweden? What were those transitions like? Oh, well, I guess with me, it was um, an interesting, it was an interesting kind of um, childhood because um, mm. So I said in the, the initial email I wrote, I mentioned like Lion King. Some yes. the, the part always uh, gets to me because um, so my father um, died before I was born. Wow. And he was actually, I always say to people, I should have grown up in Cuba. He was actually due to be the um, ambassador of uh, Zimbabwe to Cuba. Wow. And then um, it was like in Zimbabwe, they have these um, political assassination type things. So people have like mysterious car crashes. Wow. So not only did he pass away, but it was also him and my um, two older sisters. And then so my mum was pregnant with me at the time. And just um, she and my sister survived. And so I think that kind of sets up the thing of um, uh, she had to come to the UK and right. she had to to be able to because Zimbabwe is an amazing country I love home but mm. you know there are many challenges and to be honest like most people I think the ideal option is to like study um outside like until things get better so 
uh, my sister studied in Australia and it's very expensive for my mom. And then mm. so she uh, left and then I was living with my aunt and uncle and cousins and they're wonderful. I love them. Amazing, amazing people. Awesome. But yeah, so that was kind of my um, thing and how it was growing up and I can see how it's like, shaped me and being independent. But then um, coming to the UK, I think... I didn't really think about it at the time, but now I reflect a lot because I can really identify with you where you talk about feeling that, you know, you're British in this place, mm. but then you're in the other place and you're like oscillating and you're thinking, you know, where is my space? Where do I fit? Because I think you can probably understand why in some ways I would feel betrayed by Zimbabwe. Yeah. I guess I would say not you know the people but of course you know i suppose governments in most countries unfortunately can be um a disappointment mm. and then of course with britain it's like oh the colonial masters so mm. it's that kind of dichotomy of deciding between those two and then i think that's why you know when i got to um i'd spent like suppose, nine years in each place i was kind of like oh like i didn't want to like belong to right that much because even you know you naturalized become a citizen but like do you have that sense of because as many as much as there are amazing times where I felt really welcomed and I felt like yeah this is you know my identity and I'm like yeah I'm Zimbabwean British I'm British Zimbabwean and like whatever I'll be saying at that time I think I definitely still had that element of I don't know and right. preferring to be maybe someone who belongs to the world because I can't necessarily like have that commitment to yeah this one place i'm so like you know when people are nationalistic i don't think i can identify with that as yeah, much but i can yeah. definitely have pride and love for both mm. so i think that also ties into why i you know i love to like travel and be in different places so i had a thing where i said you know i want to spend a longer time in other areas so the first place was it must have been china and then i was right. in switzerland and then now it's sweden i missed all the other things so yeah i'm trying to figure that out but i definitely i wouldn't say i necessarily see my life like in one area i definitely want to be i think because of all those factors and those small things and like push and pull mm. i have that with my identity where i can't necessarily stay like one place i'm like i mean ideally if things had been good in Zimbabwe then yeah of course it would have been right. amazing and you know happy life and mm. you know I'd, you'd have less issues with identity but at the same at the same time it's beautiful to have that multicultural element and to be shaped by those areas absolutely wow and how do you feel like they've they've industry individually shaped you so far because as as a as a person because it's actually an uh a perspective I haven't covered so far in terms of um the interviews we've had so far is is that relationship where the reason for you leaving is something that can have that effect on you but yes. like what's your relationship with Zimbabwe now well I've always felt connected like for me it was really important I was so glad like you know I speak Shona so mm. it's like a funny thing someone was asking me here and I was explaining like why you know so like, oh you know you have a British accent and I was like yes like the who like the whole mm. that shift because it's like obviously you're proud of who you are and where you're coming from but just I think like with bullying and like fitting in at schools like the right. switch 
But, um, you know, if I speak Shona to you now, so I don't know, maybe you have some Zimbabwean listeners. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so they will know what that means. I'm just saying hi, like, nice to meet you. And, and so um, I really held on to that. So I think language was a key part for me. And, you know, I try and keep up to date, but then I see, like, what it does to my mom because it's like she's, you know, watching the like news like or like reading rather than Zimbabwean newspapers and just kind of like I'm sorry to say it but like it's been you know years and nothing changing and you know we're mm. fighting for that and that's why I'm in you know civic technology because I'm trying to think you know how can we like how can you do government better how can you help people engage better so I would say yeah it's um a positive relationship of love and pride and like with familial ties yeah. I still talk to you know my best friends literally we're talking like we had it's called grade one sort of in like grade one primary school like i still talk to this so it's really wow there is a sense and i think now that i've um kind of had more financial stability i'm really thinking about like i'm working with some people on economic empowerment because mm. i want to like be giving laws and be helping women definitely like that's my focus to like have their businesses and their initiatives because i know like you know, obviously I know very little, but I have some understanding of what the landscape is like and why it's difficult. So I'm trying to create a new system and I really want to create it with the people it's going to serve. So it's like it will be completely led by them. Like we were doing some like vision setting and I was mm. to the person that I'm, um, who's helping me with like on the ground research is I'm sure you would like know like what that's like. And, you know, I was, yep. you know, saying, you know, I envision you being the leader of this and you know i can just like support from a but it's like it needs to be uh led from the people who know like the difficulty because i never lose mm. sight of my privilege and like yeah. what it means to be here and the opportunities i can take but yeah i mean absolutely you no know, love and you know i'm always seeing like other amazing zimbabweans but i definitely have a bigger perspective beyond it and being pan-african and you know like mm. the sierra leonean you know you guys you had a festival and i was sending it to my sierra leonean and i was like oh look, <laughs> and you know if Love i can it. come you know i'll be the one down there as well and you know like all the different communities in the uk as well of course 100 percent. that's amazing and when was the last have you been back since you uh, moved away Yes, but I always say like it's a very kind of sad um, predicament because it's like I think we've I've never really had that kind of you know some families like they'll go every year but I've never really had that level of like mm. it's like because it's you know expensive and then yeah. you know, if there's a wedding then yeah of course great amazing but then mm. it's like so yeah the last time was a long time ago and then we were kind of hoping it was gonna happen because so my sister's in Australia so mm. you can imagine you know if we're going anywhere we're gonna go to Australia so that's like where the funds will be um, diverted and then wow, yeah. it was um my mom's it's gonna be my mom's 60th birthday so we were discussing and i was like yeah mm. so the team's in barbway front but you know it's the family group chat and things are going wild so <laughs> <laughs> it's not like my vote which has the loudest so unfortunately zimbabwe was and it was like ah because it's going to be quite a hefty investment right like you know covering like other people's costs so mm-hmm. yeah again it was like yeah we were lamenting with my friend because it's like no but i mean i think that's the whole goal to work to that level because i would absolutely love to be in that space where yeah. i can like get a flight back home every year or something but yeah so it's unfortunately a rare occurrence right okay but i mean it doesn't sound like that has like has that affected you much like because i know with me for example it didn't really 
it wasn't even something I was aware of really until I started to do my project. Um, and then when I started to go home, now I'm the more I go, the more I want to go. Um, so I was, it was just oblivious to me while, while I was spending most of my time here. Um, but what about now you're in Sweden? Um, that's relatively recent compared to the other, um, other ones, right? So what's been your experience there so far? Um, well, it's like the area that we're in, um, of course, Sweden have done an amazing job in welcoming refugees, Mm. but I would say it's quite, I mean, I know, like I've been here for a very short time, so I know very, very little, but there's some initial impressions. It's quite segregated because I went to Stockholm for the first time to like properly, you know, like not landing at the airport and then you're like, like the, yeah, the car they send out, but, um, yeah, so that was quite interesting because it's kind of the more homogenous profile that you'd expect because I was in Gothenburg like, a few okay. years back. But yeah, but the area is like, it's very, very like you, yeah, like it's like Somali and then like Syrians and then like other groups who I can't maybe necessarily identify. Oh, wow. But yes, yeah, so there's like the main, yeah, like there's like Afghani, Iranian, like Iraqi and it's amazing and it's wonderful. And mm. I think that is like really, really great. I like, I'm loving all of them, like Palestinian, like the whole mm. uh, bring everyone. But I think, yeah, it is interesting because it's like something we you know we have obviously Swedish people who are working on the project too, and they often comment like, yeah, it's very like there's this kind of attitude of all the immigrants go there. And I then see. It's okay. like an area that. Sorry. I said I see. Yeah, yeah, and then the area that we're in, it's like um, it's viewed as like they have a list of most vulnerable places in Sweden and it's like the top of the list so it's that kind of thing Mm. so yeah it has been interesting but that's just you know one aspect in terms of thinking about demographics but otherwise it's you know inspiring and I can see that it's good to have like the support and the funding that they have with this initiative because it's you know really making a difference yeah and i think just being there for those children because you know you don't know what kind of like challenges and things and you know they like they start to open up and they start to share things and you know i'm very like i'm always very touched so we have those um, age groups and then we have the um older ones and you know i'm just trying to kind of you know like bring in that whole you know, thinking about your careers development, your skills development, thinking mm. about entrepreneurship and business and really just, again, giving all of them that space to be creative and to have that nurtured. So, yeah, yeah it's been really, 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 really yeah, fantastic. But, yeah, just, again, all these things to observe and to think about how can we serve people better. Yeah, that sounds really fulfilling. Like, what brought you into that that um, that area of work? I think for me, I felt like, um, so I've always, you know, loved technology and that space and Mm. it's quite like an area for me, but I think I wanted for me, for my, for my current roles, you know, you have those like spots where you're able to like do something creative, Mm. but I think I wanted even more of that. And I also wanted to challenge myself because I think when, you know, there'll be like some curriculum development in this as well, when we're teaching those skills. Mm -hmm. So I think it's like when you're, learning something like how am I going to teach this and they have a very unique pedagogy the place we're at so okay I think yeah for me it was the whole thing of I felt like this is a way to kind of push my creativity further and I think I've always wanted to use you know tech for good and to have meaningful projects and you know I had other spaces to do that but I think 
it's when you're doing something for like a longer term process, then I think you can make more of a difference because sometimes yeah. it'll be like, you know, we'd have a hackathon or we have this and then it's cool. It's interesting. But I think when it's something more attached to like a specific program and objective, I think there's a mm. lot more that can be done there. So yeah, for me, it was the whole thing. I just really wanted to be in a space where I can really feel like my creativity is being nurtured yeah. because with the other roles, they're remote. So it's like kind of, you don't necessarily like, I would put myself in the spaces, but then it's different when you have like a whole ecosystem and like a collective kind of thing around you. So right. that was yeah, what I was seeking out. And like, I feel like it's definitely tied into my identity and who I want to be and who like I sometimes struggle to be. Okay. So I have to ask now. So you just said a very interesting phrase, the identity of who I want to be. And who who are you? How would you describe yourself? Let's say Nyasha walked into the door and you know everything about her, but no one else does. How would you describe that person? Ooh, well, describing her from what perspective? Like the just personality or just like what she does or... Um, Let's say, let's say in terms of personality, like what makes her unique from anyone else in that room? I don't think, um, for me, for myself, I guess I would feel that I'm someone who's curious and mm-hmm. I'm someone who, um, I would say an ambivert and leaning more towards an introvert because like, I'm very happy to be by myself. Like yeah. you can put me in the library, like I'm happy, but whoever, I think most people you meet, like you tell them, Oh yeah, she's, you know, if I said like, Oh, I'm an introvert, they will say no, no, right. no, because people very much see me as an extrovert. And I think the one thing that people have been like, it's, it's interesting when you're, you know, you're with new people because there's like things that they'll keep consistently saying to you. Mm. So they keep saying, oh, you're funny, you're funny, you're funny. So I think there is that because I'm not really someone like I'm not, you know, I wasn't that person who's at school like being cast clown. Mm. But I think, yeah, that's one thing. Like it's easy for me to like make jokes. And I think because it's such a good space, I am feeling that I'm able to kind of be quite sharp. Like someone says something, you'd be like, oh, like you're ready. And I think it's a very sort of jovial um, place. Mm. And mm. yeah, I think sometimes it's like, how much of yourself that you're able to bring to work there's definitely an element there so yeah I would say that's um in terms of who I feel that I am at the moment and then I think there's also other elements like you know I've had moments where you know I felt low and I'm kind of like oh like you know there's something that's challenging or I feel like something didn't really go well like I wasn't able to really help someone so I think yeah someone who's um hard on themselves I think yeah I would say that about myself and then um I think yeah like anxiety and depression like yeah definitely absolutely have those moments but Mm. I think it's when you're in a good space it's often like a lot um more viable to kind of pull yourself out of that because yeah I do have like you know I've had my moments like even this beginning like you know I've had moments like yeah I need to go cry I need to go this Mm. I need to go like when things get overwhelming because it's like change and a big shift yeah but um yeah so I think yeah someone who's um I'd say yeah mostly like open and honest I will like I don't have too much of an edit button but I will kind of 
shift because like some people are like yeah this is my person like we are mm. vibrating on the same frequency i can really but i am like careful and i'm always um learning i guess yeah that's my core thing like i'm always learning so i always learn oh okay this person is like this and oh this person didn't you know when i did this then that was not so good for them so like maybe mm. i'm apologizing and i'm growing and i'm learning which is great because that's exactly what we're all about at that space it's yeah. all about learning 100 percent I wanted to explore a little something because you said, because I'm, I'm thinking about it now, because what you're doing, um, a lot of people would think is is amazing, like me included, right? Um, but I know, you're welcome. <laughs> but I know with a lot of these things, is, it's like a two-sided coin. There's, a, there's the good side and there's the yes. maybe more difficult side that a lot of the people from the outside yes. wouldn't necessarily um, appreciate. Um yeah. And I don't even know if that's necessarily directly relinked to the points where you said that you feel low and, and um, ends up being hard on yourself. But how do you deal with those kind of challenges and what would they kind of be in your line of work? Well, I think with depression, you know, anxiety, like whatever it is, depending on what challenges you have, I mm. think definitely self-awareness is good. Like yeah. Sometimes I get to spaces where I'm like constantly taking tests. I'm like, oh my gosh, am I okay? How am I feeling? How am I yeah. this? Because you're just like, you feel kind of disconnected from yourself. So I will really like, um, yeah, just having that space to kind of, hey, you know what? I'm not okay. Yeah. And I think it's also about reminding yourself, like, it's okay not to be okay. Like I had mm. another moment where like there's people that, you know, I admire so much, like people like, you know, people like you. And then I was trying to like help them do something. But then it just got like, I was just overwhelmed because... Right. I didn't mention, but I'm also trying to finish my master's. So anyway, yes, of um, so yeah, I was just overwhelmed because I had like a real, real setback at work and I just couldn't. And then I got to a bit where I think I just felt really like ashamed because I just, I hate people mm. letting down, sorry, I hate letting people down because right. when it's like that, like I can't do it myself, like I just can't. And then it's like really, really negative self-talk. But I think, um, yeah, so coming back to self-awareness, I think it's about understanding yourself. You can't necessarily, like, prescribe advice and mm. it's suitable for other people. Yeah. But, like, for me, I know, you know, if I have an app, if I have that, and then I can be really kind of obsessive. Like, I have an like, addictive personality. I'm like, yeah, I'm doing right. this every day. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm running streaks on this app. <laughs> so, like, whatever, whatever thing it is that, you know, works for you, then I would download them and then it's like it would counter your negative self-talk so i think it's like using elements of cbt so i think doing that and 100 percent like i've been you know like i got here i'm like okay like therapy like what are we talking about like who can i get can mm-hmm. I, like we have like mentors and stuff and that's fine because it is basically like a bit of a therapy thing like yeah. the way that it's working out at least so far because it's not so much like a coaching type of mentoring but because it's more like what's going on what's difficult how things so um but i'm definitely also um i'm all for that like talk let it out i mean there's helplines there's so many things like even if you can't you know my nhs people i'm sure we can you know we know the struggle and like with all the overloaded services and us being away from in the UK from taking mental health as importantly as seriously as um, physical physical health. But yeah, so I think um, that's my recommendation. Like find, you know, if like, if you, if you're someone like you can have an app that will kind of guide you and steer you and you will be able to like follow some kind of process, then do that. And I think, yeah, like talking about it and exercise, I would say is another really Mm. key thing. Like for me, it's, you know, like I love my connect. So 
that was like you know my suitcase that was that was really the main thing like everything else yeah, like there were like clothes but like the main thing is like an airport suitcase they're just looking at you like really and you're like, <laughs> you know, judge, judge me all you want mm. but yeah so I think um yeah like I think number one like that just that self-awareness and just that giving yourself that space to be hey I'm not okay because like you know when I was crying like I would cry in front of people like and it's, mm. it's weird when it's new people like I wasn't like I'm in the middle of like this the, the, the room and I'm like crying but it's like you know I'm in like a space and it's like I'm not invisible but like I've gone away and then yeah I just and it's hard to show that emotion because I wouldn't say I like being vulnerable but I think mm. like it's just okay to be honest and Absolutely. I would just rather like be open and I think like not always trying to be okay and even sometimes people come hey you know I saw you were kind of and I was like yeah you know I'm sorry I don't want to bring negative energy or I don't want to but yeah I just had a really tough thing and mm. I think just also um for me like I would take the space like I'm gonna go work this out and then I know when I'm coming back I'm like it's you know like a lot to be proud of because like you mm. really again pick yourself back up and you're like good but you know at the same time I think also taking time out on even like if you're just like you know what today I'm not doing it like I'm not trying because right. we also like you know they're giving us Swedish lessons and to be honest like I've completely fallen off with those but it just mm. wasn't like it just wasn't getting realistic like sometimes it's like stress and sleep and those things and that's fine because yeah. you know, I'll get back onto it when I can yeah wow that's a lot like because I think it's great that you're honest and open enough to be able to um so like, first of all, have a conversation like this, because I know a lot of people will find it very difficult to be that way, which can be a big barrier to them getting to that. You know, even if self-awareness does work, you got to be honest with yourself as well when things are yeah. in that way. But do you have, um, like you said, you said you exercise, um, yeah. you ask yourself questions. Like, do you have any other outlets? Well, creative um, outlets, definitely. For me, mm -hmm. I think, um, like I mentioned writing to you before, because I think writing is just one of those things. Not, you know, that I can say, like, maybe I'm, I'm not writing anything good, but it's always something that's been very kind of fluid. And, like, right. you can ask me to, like, you know, write a poem, and you know, I can write a poem. Okay. I can't say whether it's going to be good, whether it's <laughs> going to be this, but, yeah, I think yeah. just letting things out. And, you know, I, you know, with all the activism and the things that you've been doing, like, I'm really with you there. And um, um, I support, like, uh, a charity called Forward, and they do um, activism against, like, FGM, and there's mm. other things that are linked to it, like, you know, women's empowerment and, like, uh, supporting women affected by things like obstetric fistula. So, yeah, for me, like, I think... Um, when you have those painful topics and you know you're trying to like empathize with other people and you're trying to support other people then that's another um, way of really um, having an outlet for all that pain and just like because yeah sometimes you have those moments where you're just really you know you're relating to other people and you're also thinking about other people who are obviously going through um, things that are much worse than whatever you have going on right now yeah absolutely absolutely it's not easy out there <laughs> it's not easy indeed, at all indeed, indeed yeah no i mean i think it's also because you're creating that space you know you had mm -hmm. was it um you had uh other people coming on was it sia talking yes. about like mental health yeah and, yeah, yeah. yeah so i think it's also you know a credit due to you and creating that space because it's not necessarily something that i always am able to kind of speak up about yeah that's that's what i'm finding and i'm getting just as much from these um, interviews as anyone else um, and similar to because I think the first time we met in person maybe was during the become talks um, yes it was amazing yeah I and like that. 
<laughs> yeah, and I yeah. think I might have to bring that back because it was a great opportunity for people oh, to just share. It was brilliant. Everyone should. It needs to be televised. It needs <laughs> to be everything. Definitely. Um, what did you get from, from those talks, actually, since we're here? I have, like, a couple of... I mean, there's just so much. Like, I need to go and find the notebooks that right, you yeah. guys gave us. But there's just... <laughs> I think the one thing that stayed with me, like, I loved, you know, I think we must have talked... We, we were the, the future one, right? Yes, yes, yes. I think that was it. Yeah. So, we, you know, obviously, I'm sure we would have talked about Afrofuturism yeah. and, you know, all these things. And I think also thinking about history. And I think it just resonated so much with the things that matter to me because I've right. always been... You know, I love... I love history but I've always been someone you know I think we need to like understand all of that and yes yeah. it can't be you know colonialism and crying about this and crying about that but that's the whole thing because they come in and they strip you know the hunter comes and they strip mm-hmm. all that away from you and then they control a narrative no you are this and you are and we have all these painful things that you know are built up and you're suffering at home and you're suffering in the diaspora because there's yeah. this whole thing of this is the box that you're in. So I think, yeah, I really took away from that in terms of um, the creative projects I wanted to do in terms right. of helping people connect with African history and like collaborating with people on that. Mm. And then I think from the Afrofuturism, that's, yeah, like when I'm, you know, writing things and like maybe writing more like um, in terms of prose and like um, stories right. rather than poetry. But I think yeah. Afrofuturism is such a key part for me. And I remember, I don't know who it was who said this. I think it was, I don't know, he had like dreadlocks. It was one of your uh, presumably dancer friends. Maybe Fancy. Isaac? I was, I was also very inspired. I wanted to dance too, but I haven't so well on that part. But um, I think we had this whole like moment where we were talking about, um, he was saying something and it just made me reflect because I remembered like um, when my grandfather, um, passed away and it's like because I've unfortunately lost all my grandparents now and then we're just thinking about you know when they die like think about all the wisdom and all the stories Mm. and all the history and all that stuff and it's like unless you've got that down somewhere then so I think that was just such a moment of because unfortunately when like the last time I would have you know been with them and they would have told me this thing I was just way too young to have Mm. like the kind Mm. of wokeness that was required so like it you know I couldn't have preserved all of that in yeah. the same way that like I would have liked to so it was just kind of because now I just have a very and then you think you know what are you going to tell your grandchildren and just so I think yeah and I mean honestly like I'm that person like I I even like I did a bit of archaeology like there was a UCL thing I love mm. that. I would just love you know we can just get down there and, like let's go in and dig Amazing. let's find the artifacts let's like let's do that let's you know make that whole thing of empowering people and giving people skills and like paying people and just yes I really like the whole full circle of thinking about how we're affected in the present and then going back to understand um our past and history and you know the lion learning to write that for themselves Mm -hmm. and then as well you know thinking about what that will mean for our future because it's definitely like we need to be taking a hold of it more for ourselves because yeah, unfortunately with you know as i said coming back to all those interconnected things with governments mm. and mm. how it affects people it's yeah a lot of stuff that to be honest i don't want to be seeing happen yeah absolutely we've got to break those cycles we've got yes. to be that, those kind of generations which kind of steer away from that and um i think things are happening like a lot of people are are putting in their efforts in whatever areas there are to kind of reclaim 
that narrative and and what you were talking about i think it was isaac who who um was saying i archiving and effectively yes. um yes. which was one of the things I actually put in the in the talk i did and just the importance Beautiful. of being able to have it recorded um yeah. as you know our story so that yes. you've got evidence <laughs> you know and it's so amazing you say that because i just and you know, subconsciously it must have really stayed with me because after that the, when i went to switzerland mm. the project i was doing was archiving so wow okay well there you go special. and oh and, and you know what technically um the civic technology one that i do now it's um for freedom of information right it's literally like we're just building an archive of like all that so you know all that whole curiosity and mm. yeah thinking about how we can creatively help people make use of that is yeah key wow. to the stuff that i do now so yeah i've been honored to get involved and to do all that mm. yeah and remember all the like magical post note post-it notes <laughs> and the things oh it was such a fun time we were having and it was like a long like trail yeah <sighs> definitely that was, 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 was a great evening i love that i think i still have the photo of it somewhere because like good, for, good. for those <laughs> For those who are listening, basically the the last ep- I think I called it Wakanda Forever question mark. That yes, session. and um, it was just looking at. I think it was just after um, Black Panther had come out, and everyone was yes. talking about this excitement of you know yes. what the future could be, and so the whole idea was like, what would this future look like, and what would be the like literal steps that would need to happen to get there. Um, yes. Yeah, and I remember there being lots of stuff where we couldn't really place it in an order and being like, okay, this one needs yeah. to be a constant thing. This one can't happen until this thing happens, and all yeah. that. It was really, it was actually like I said, I got more from from it than I'd expected <laughs> from mm. from that whole exercise. Um, but mm. I, but it's exciting that people like us and and the people on the podcast and so many more that I want to get on here who are actually doing that in okay. in so many different um ways as well when yes. when um when i said when i asked you to um to be part of the podcast one of the things you you said in response was your avocational and vocational endeavors to yeah. reclaim like do you want to do you want to explore that a little bit and um yeah well i think um for me i sometimes feel a bit stunted or kind of stilted in Mm. terms of being a creative because um, I think with like all the, you know, like my childhood and how things were, I felt like a sense of I must be very practical. I must be very responsible. Mm. Mm. So I wasn't really, I wasn't really like, I I always wonder how it would have been if I was comfortable enough. Like I could have been like a person like, you know, I go to drama school, I go to, I I, I could have been that person. But then I think I leaned, you know, I liked like academic stuff as well, as well as being creative. Mm. But I think, yeah, there's always that element because then I think sometimes um, with me, you can get kind of um, a little bit stuck in like, yeah, you're really like, you can do this role. Like, yeah, someone would like, you know, in a flash, they're like, yeah, if I want this done, I'm going to hire Nyasha, I'm going to have her do this. But then yeah. I think, yeah, with that, like, vocational path, and, you know, it's important. And I never, like, for me personally, I, I can't, like, even fathom applying for a company where the mission is not aligned. Like, I just, right. I, just it's, it's, I can't even, like, make myself sit down and do an application. Mm. So I think 
there's that element where it's like it matters but then i think yeah sometimes you feel like it's a bit maybe humdrum and mm. then that's why with the avocational stuff i think i've always been that person people would be surprised be like oh you know it's 6pm and you just finished like why don't you just go home but i'll be like no like i'm out like mm. i'm finding an event and mm-hmm. oh you should have seen me in geneva <laughs> yeah like i'm finding an event and i'm finding stuff and we're getting involved and we're doing stuff and like for weekend and you know like hackathons and so i think it was always a key part for me because like yeah i'm being like practical and i'm being because i'm like oh my mom really deserves that like she needs <laughs> someone who's gonna because you know i don't want her to be working anymore i don't yeah. want to i'm always trying to have a, a retirement discussion and she's refusing but i just you know just you know just wanting to support her and just wanting to have things aligned for that absolutely and then so i think i had that because i think with creativity she definitely um instilled that sense of me oh but you know you can't be sure and you can't be so I think I was kind of like oh you know I, I don't want to stress her out and like being a starving artist type of mm-hmm. you know that cliche so I think that's why I had that split but then you know when you're able to make things come together then I think it's very satisfying yeah for sure and I think do you know what listening listening to you speak there are so many aspects about you and I've, I've, it just sounds like you're you're very much of a hands-on kind of active person uh, an activist maybe in in a, in a way yes um, yes you definitely have that vibe where it's like if you see something you want to do something about it yes um, so what kind of like if we were to come out with maybe like a a list or maybe I don't know if we'd be able to do that but what kind of things would you say you're passionate about in 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 the world mm. what kind it of drives you yeah because like I, I try and think about that a lot because, you know, when you're especially when you're having to do like a profile on social media and you have to mm-hmm. think, oh, what am I going to do? And like for me, it's like uh, it feels like it's often shifting. But um, yeah. well, definitely um, technology. Yeah. And uh, yeah, just um, I wouldn't you know, I wouldn't say like I'm the most techie type of person, but yeah, I definitely love like how it empowers you. Yeah, and I think education is key. Like mm-hmm. that's always been a recurring thing for me, for myself, and you know, teaching other people, helping other people. I really like, you know, there's, you know, they say look for those moments where you feel that spark, and for me, I will feel that like real sensation of wow, like I'm doing something that matters, and you know, I feel really fulfilled. Mm. And then I would say, um, uh, I guess I would say like equality or equity or however you want to look at it, and yeah. you know that can be gender and racial. So I think yeah, just those elements. If I always had that thing, like I would you know look at the chores that we're doing in the house, and I'd be like, no, why is it split like this? Why is it like that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you know when you're like experiencing racism and just thinking about how that made you feel and why that matters. So that element, and then. Um, rights of other people and like people who are marginalized is always important like i've yeah you know activism i guess that would yeah come into to uh branch out from that so yeah for like homelessness and i think now i try and think more like for indigenous people and mm. the mistakes we're making and then definitely coming to um climate right and yeah taking 
you know, climate action, because that's really, and I, I tried to look at that from different ways, because it's interesting, you were, when you were saying that, I was thinking in my head, I was like, you know what, the latest thing I was trying to do now at the um, space that we have, I was like, mm. okay, let's create a wind turbine, and okay. I was like, but, you know, can we make it using recycled materials? So it's like, you know, engineering element, and for me, like, yeah, yeah it's, you know, the making and the being creative and coming up with, well, I mean, you can't really innovate too much on that design, it's probably a bad idea if you actually want it to work, mm. but, you know, you, you're having your own spin on it and your own way that you're going to make it absolutely and um i think even to me like well that's activism in a way because i'm yeah. not just like making it for the sake of making it i'm making it because i'm saying a statement of you know we need to and i'm that person like i'm already annoying everyone like oh do we need to leave the do we need to leave that light on oh, are we sorting <laughs> the rubbish enough like i was yeah. really people like here we go and so um, you, you got one of those. So I think, yeah, those are the things that, I mean, there are so many things that matter to me, but those are the ones that I would say um, come to mind from a whole, um, what I think is really important and what I would fight for. But, you know, yeah. I also um, try to gaming and, you know, uh, wasting time on apps, you know, that's, oh, that's yeah. also a Course. fun pastime for me. Yeah, I have screen time so I can, like, shame myself. Oh. Like, <laughs> what did you, yeah. I like people, just... people when they hear what I do, they're like, "Oh, you know, you're doing all these things." I'm like, "Oh, if you saw like how unproductive I can be, you would right? Be not so, but yeah." But you know, it's funny. I'm, I'm, I'm starting to realize that there's a lot of people who, from the outside, um, people would say they're just got zero unproductiveness. It's like seeing someone's physical physique and being like, "They are a zero percent fat." kind of thing I can't mm -hmm. imagine them sitting down for more than two seconds but then mm -hmm. often those people if you speak to them after a while they usually come out with something where they almost consider themselves lazy in some ways because I had yeah. um I had an interview recently um with Michael and I can't remember if it was on or offline and he said the same thing like you know some and we both agreed with each other um and we laughed about it because to us we feel lazy in a way, like yeah. when, we, when we're sitting down and like what we really want to do is just sit in bed, watch Netflix, like, you know, yes. Oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> all that kind of stuff. But, yes. you know, things need to be done. I'm enjoying my Amazon Prime. You know, I had a friend who was doing me a solid on the Netflix. And oh, they just I'm telling you. And I was like, that's cool. That's cool. I'm not going <laughs> to be like. And then, but yeah, I think. Yeah, I, I have that element. And I think it's also linked to one other key thing I should have mentioned, but I will probably think of 100 after this um, call. <laughs> yeah. um, I think learning and, you know, that whole personal development and self-improvement, because I think if you have that, like maybe being type A or like however you want to think of it, then you always yeah. kind of, oh, but, you know, I need more and I need, but I should be like this and it should be, because it's like you have your goals because, you know, I'm very much someone I believe in, you know, setting goals and I, like each month, I'm like, I have to achieve something. Like I have like a Google Doc for it and everything. Oh, okay. So, <laughs> yeah, I'm one, like I'm one of those. But then... I mean, it's not a spreadsheet. I think the spreadsheet people are worse. Take it from me. Well, hold but on. Anyway, I am um... a spreadsheet person. Ain't nothing wrong with spreadsheets. Exactly. Right? Exactly. Spreadsheets Good. So are you wonderful. Be judging. <laughs> you can't be judging. You, I At all. But yeah, so it's like, I think, you know, you achieve it and then your goalposts have shifted. Because, you know, when you were saying mm. at the beginning, oh, you know, it sounds amazing. And I was kind of like, you know what? Yeah, because I think now that I'm doing it, I'm like, okay, cool. But I'm not, I haven't made enough impact. I haven't done this. I haven't done this. And mm. I'm having um stopping for reflection and again like gratitude and appreciating like uh i mean i'm always aware of what a privilege it is but i think once you're in it you're kind of like oh, okay cool we're here we're doing this now and 
I think um, you, for me anyway, I have like a warped view of life because I'm like, oh, but you know, there's this, and but I need to do this next, and I need to, mm. and like, I don't be thinking about how it must be from the outside looking in because I'm like, for me, I'm like, oh, I've achieved it, I've done it, yeah, I can't be all that because it's like <laughs> there's always that whole level, and I'm trying to. And be in that, you know, like five people that you're around the most, or like people that you're spending the most time around. So, like, you know, I'll look at what you're doing. Wow, okay. And it's like always, I I like to be pushed. I don't like to feel like I'm being relaxed. So, yeah, there is just, if I was like productive, oh my gosh, if I was like (laughs) the level of productivity that I aspire to be, oh, it's, oh gosh, it it makes me feel lightheaded just to imagine. But yeah, it just, it, it just doesn't it just doesn't happen it's sad yeah, <laughs> i'm sure yeah. some of the people listening and thinking wow we've already heard all the stuff you're doing if that is not productive i don't know what is but i think oh, <laughs> but i waste I... so much time like that's the honest truth like i'm not even gonna oh yeah then i was no i waste so much time <laughs> i think we all i think in a way it's kind of necessary because i think if you were 100 percent productive all the time it would drive someone crazy but um at the same time, I want to ask, though, because you have achieved a lot, even even just from what you've said in this conversation, you have achieved a yeah. lot. And I know a lot of people who do that are often so looking far ahead at the next thing and the next thing and the next thing that they sometimes yes. in the moment can't see what you have achieved. Um yeah. But is there a way that you do like celebrate your achievements or mark them in any way? Yeah, well, um, as I said, with that, you know, document, you know, I like to look back and I like to have, you know, spaces where I can share them. Mm. And I think I'm someone I don't like to with social media. I'm very like. Because, like, I'm not going to necessarily say, oh, you know, I felt so bad today, I felt so depressed, I felt so low. So Mm. in my head, I'm like, well, why should I be like, oh, look at me, and, like, trumpeting, you know, when something has happened? Because I don't want to be part of that, you know, filtered Mm. view of la, 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 la. Because it's like either I'm going to go for it fully, but then I'm just like, you know what, I just want to live life for me and not be trying to, like, do a performance on social media. So I guess it's very private in that sense, but I would Mm. definitely keep hold of the memories and the achievements myself and you know i share with family like share with family and close friends like i'll like forward emails like oh look at this and in the same way like when i get a rejection i will also forward it to them because i also i'm not trying to do a thing then like oh nesha's always you know succeeding and always getting yeses and i'm like oh uh-huh. that was a big failure <laughs> so i think yeah i have that same um trying to have that like view on it and i think you know people talk about the whole resume of failures thing but i think there was a key moment i think i was in there was this competition and then i the to win like the final prizes you had to be like top three and i think i made it to top 20 but you already got so much for that wow. there was no top 20 but it was something that i like kind of created for myself and having a more positive mindset so even from that failure, I was like, what have I achieved to get to where I am? Yeah. And just kind of being more. So, yeah, I think, yeah, I um, have, like, those documenting processes. And, you know, I'm a person, like, if there's something to, like, be nominated for, you know, and I'm always you know, rallying my friends. I'm like, guys, let me nominate you for some awards. I'm like, I said, I think I'm like, guys, what do you think? And they're like, oh, and I'm mm. like, yes. And so I'm that, yeah, I think, yeah, you need to have those times. And even, you know, small things like, you know, McDonald's ice cream sundae. Yes, <laughs> yes. I, that's me. When I arrive and they're like, no, we don't have the strawberry sundae. We have chocolate. And I'm like, hmm, 
it's upsetting. But mm-hmm. yeah, so I think those, you know, small things like, yeah, ice cream or whatever it is, like how you treat yourself. But sugar is bad, guys. Don't be like me. So, yeah. <laughs> I love how you say all that and then end with that. But um, no, keeping it real, right? So. Yeah, it's true. That's what we do here. We keep it real. And um, so, if we if we were to piggyback off that part of the conversation, we're talking about how you um, mark your achievements in in various different ways. Sometimes publicly yeah. and and privately, which is good. I think it's good to have yeah. that kind of a, a balance as well. Um, yeah. But all of this stuff is maybe leading somewhere like one one thing I wanted to ask is what is your like earlier on you said something about um who you are and who you want to be yeah. so who is that person so who do I want to become become exactly where I come from yes I love become the three okay. yeah all so, the tenses um I also good so <laughs> um I think I'm definitely like quite scared a lot of the time because I have like blockers and I think that's part of the thing that I'm trying to understand like why you know if like I'm gonna start something and then I kind of run away from it or like I will commit but then so Mm. I think yeah it's definitely still something I'm discovering I don't try to think much beyond like no more than five years but like seriously seriously like having specific it's not like more than two years okay so i think um well i definitely want to have something of my own because whilst i think partnerships are really really key like that's something i've been you know learning so much and absolutely you know, you agree. Look at like sustainable development goals i think it's really really important mm-hmm. but i think also for me there's also a bit of a crutch there because I look at the things, I'm like, yeah, I did that and it was good and it was great and I you know, added value in that way. But I would quite like to be able to say that this was something that like, was sprung all by my own kind of, right. I just had to, this is what I have and then I tell other people and I, so I think because I have like in terms of the success I've had, yeah, it's been good, it's been, you know, this, but so that's why I think, you know, with this one, with the, um, um, economic empowerment that would be something I can really say again like not it's not going to be about, it's going to be about you know someone else being able to yeah but I really put them forward and I really empower them and that's something I can say you know just off like it was just mostly me and then maybe having conscious because I think what I do right now is sometimes coming from a, I have these skills and then I'm going to find someone with like the audience, the thing, and then mm. I like help them accelerate what they do, which is great. It's very like, it's perfectly fine to do that. And I don't think we all have to be founding stuff and creating stuff. But for me, it's the creativity that I want to have because I, and it gives you like a lot more room to really shape things into how you want to be. Mm. So I think, yes, if I could like, you know, if, if I could like invent something, if I could, it's hard, it's hard to invent, but I mean, yeah, maybe it's not, maybe it's just me and I need to like learn some more like engineering processes, mm. but um, yeah, if I could invent something and, um, you know, like have really founded something and like, seen something and made it grow, then I think for me, that would be like a different level of success beyond what you can do when you're like within an organization and maybe you're like being an entrepreneur mm. so because i no, i've made progress and made strides and it's definitely something i love like having that security and that base and i think it's good to do that mm. and i think yeah with it's just really maybe i should say pushing the side hustles further yeah yeah 
but it's funny it's funny you should say that about being entrepreneur i kind of um you definitely if you if you would not don't already consider yourself an entrepreneur you definitely sound like you got the elements of it because for me an entrepreneur is someone who sees gaps like however that may be at the, in its simplest form they see yeah. gaps and they're willing to fill it and they basically put it into action um and that's what you're already doing it seems um sorry say that last bit again I say thank you so much. That's very kind of you, and it means a lot. No, absolutely. It's it's it's. I I don't think there's anyone who'll be listening who doesn't see the same thing. Like I know when you're when you're in it, um, you don't always um recognize it or feel it. But sometimes it takes someone from the outside to be like, yeah, this is this is what is going on, and um, definitely see those elements. So um, but I like the concept that. It sounds like you you've supported a lot of it is giving on yes. your side. So, um, is it, would you say that's part of your identity as well? Oh, definitely. I think definitely my um, the narrative that I want to have. It's like when I am uh, joining something, like I I'm there to serve. Like that is always the way. Like you right. know how what would make it better for this person how can I and you know making sure you protect yourself within that but definitely yeah my it's very very important to me and I think that's like what I um like to see from other people because it's how I'm you know looking at myself and I'm like did I really give enough did I think about that person first did I so yeah definitely I think it's yeah it's that's my whole thing like it's not about me it's not about profile it's about you know what did I do for those people because I think that's what gives life um, meaning. Wow. Yeah, that's that's a big big thing right there because I mean not not everyone is on that same boat. Like there's a lot of people out there who are on the other side. But I was going to ask you how do you receive? Cuz how do I receive? Mm, like are you some of the people I've spoken to, not all, mm-hmm. but some of the people I've spoken to who are as much of a giver as as it sounds like you are sometimes give so much that when it comes to the receiving it's like it's like my mom always says like who's there to comfort the comforter or yeah. um you know that kind of thing yeah well i think i've received so much Amazing. i think there are people that i you know i am so like i you know getting to like well, i mentioned i think going to events and like doing stuff like inside of work and i've just had like even you know this year like the most amazing experience and the most amazing conferences we were just like awesome. wow yeah. and I think also I do a lot of reflecting because I think you know how did I get to this point and I remember those people and it's interesting because sometimes like I really like I will go full out with my thank you like no I don't care social norms or the person's gonna be like what like because hmm. sometimes it's like random but, right. and you know I was actually reflecting some people's like you know what I need to ask that person can we grab a coffee and I just tell them like thank you because now it's like three years from whatever like you know it might have been big it might have been small but hmm. three years from whatever they did I'm like this is where I am and it's all thanks to 
you know, that little push that you gave or the mm. belief that you had in me or that. So I think that's definitely something, you know, when I'm like back home, I'm going to try and, you know, follow up with people. And, but yeah, honestly, like, I think just, you know, I said, just go for it. Like, don't worry about, it. I did, I think I did have one lady where mm. she basically just kind of like, she didn't really say anything. And then I was kind of like, oh, maybe, oh, wow. maybe I kind of overdid it. <laughs> but I just, I just had to tell her because she just like, she changed my life. And like, wow. she, she didn't know me. She like never met me. She'd never, but I just said, you know what? Like, I'm just going to tell her. Mm. and then it was just so it was like written it wasn't like i you know accosted her or something yeah yeah, i think you know sometimes people can you know find it kind of ah but i think it's just good because there's so many things that go unsaid but yeah i think i have just received so much in fact personally the way i see it i think i've received so much and i've done like comparatively like quite little with it Mm. so for me i think personally i think there's a real gap in terms of because like i've learned lessons i've been told and i've like just had so many opportunities and like so Mm. much like mobility and offered to me and so that's why for me i feel like yeah it feels very uneven for me personally right and i think that kind of boils down to gratitude as well because like i think i think sometimes part of that um like the negative flip could be if you have all this happening and you don't have the gratitude and you don't necessarily um, like appreciate the value of what people give to you because you're focusing so much on the output. Um, and yeah. and then if, for example, you you, from what I've seen, start a cycle. So the fact that you go back and return that gratitude with telling them thank you, like actually telling yeah. them, I think is an important part of that loop. And I think it's yeah. like... Um, it becomes a gratitude cyclone. It kind of just grows and grows and snowballs and snowballs because yes. if you get into the habit of that, I don't know if it's if it, it, it works for everyone, but for, with me, because I used to have this gratitude attitude that I used to post on Instagram every morning and it was just nice. one one thing I was happy about when I woke up and I would just tell Instagram and then go back to sleep. And, um, and I found just by getting in the habit of because I really do feel like it's almost like a skill you have to train yourself to get into the habit of looking for those positives and once you get through that phase it just happens naturally after a while um and then just things just you start to see happy joy in the smallest of things oh my gosh water is amazing (laughs) like all kinds of stuff exactly yeah, I think that's absolutely beautiful, and I'm really inspired by that because I think, yeah, as I said about social media, I'm kind of like, yeah, I think it's great, and I love when people are really like opening, and mm. but I think for me it's because it's like a different space. But I would love to do something like that, and then you know I do the gratitude, and I'm like, hey, you know, I struggled with X, Y, Z this yeah. week. Yeah, yeah. So I think I would love to. It's like another step for me, but it's definitely whilst I'm happy to be like honest and open in person, I think online I'm kind of like oh my gosh like right. for everyone and because like but then you, know, you can put things privately but yeah I really like I absolutely love that and another thing I was thinking about when you said about what do I receive mm. I think um I really like when you know someone's giving me like negative feedback I really try and like have that openness and I'm like you know what yeah, yeah. I am you know I'm just interesting just, just being like you know I'm sorry and like it's not going to happen again and like just hearing something that's really difficult and maybe you might not agree with it but just really yeah. accepting that so i think yeah it's receiving for me it's like all those different yeah elements to it as well and just you know looking for that 
space where we can grow because it, it's hard. Yeah. It's it's hard. Like yeah, so many mistakes and things, but yeah, I think it's accepting ourselves and um, having like that uh, identity and that self image in a good space where you're able to shift. And is exactly I think with gratitude, you're reframing the narrative. So you yeah. can have something that was tough, but you're like, ah, actually, you know what? It taught me this. It helped me do this. Mm-hmm. That's a, that's that's amazing. That's hundred percent it. And I think what you said there, accepting ourselves, is like if I if I could paint on walls, like that. I think is something that's so foundational and almost basic that is often missed. Like, I feel like yeah. when people don't accept themselves, that can cause all kinds of problems. Like, if you if you don't accept yourself, then it can be difficult when to receive acceptance from other people. Because I've yes. seen it happen, like, you know, people, even if something as small as a, a compliment. Um, yeah. And I know sometimes people are overly polite, but sometimes yeah. you can see people who actually find it difficult to accept um, something like that because they wouldn't accept yeah. it of themselves, you know. So it's it's yeah. that whole mindset thing is a is a is a big thing that keeps cropping up. It's so true. How and do just, you... you know empowering yourself? And, yeah. yeah, absolutely. How how do you safeguard yourself though? Like, because obviously, how do we... I yeah. Um, or like um, you know, the shift like coming from. Um, Zimbabwe to you know Britain yeah there's definitely a lot of stuff and I'm always kind of like I have to think like sometimes with the negative experiences I'm like to myself actually oh, you haven't really left like Shanghai or like wherever it was mm. because of like some, some kind of trauma so yeah there's a lot of that and it's like trying to remember and trying to like watch for signs and just knowing like nothing is promised but then there's also like one on because also you need to safeguard yourself from being like safeguard like, yourself from being what sorry held back by your past right because wow yeah xyz happened like this so no I, i'm not going to do that if someone does this already i'm scared already i'm this and already you're flaring up and like it doesn't have to be like that like, it's not the same thing and it's not going to be constantly replicated that's why i said like you know working through your stuff because oh my gosh there's Personally, just I just know there's just so much mental work I need to do, and it's just like the time, like the, you know, like you could have the I don't know two hundred dollars an hour, or seven therapist, or however it's presented in the yeah. So I think safeguarding myself, um, I think just um, knowing what it is that you and then having like a mental thing, and hopefully that you've been able to pre-decide or what is your mental. So I said that last bit again, being able to pre-decide. Yeah, being able to pre-decide, like, let's say, because in, I think, most, like, partnerships or things, like, you know, even this thing that I'm doing right now in Sweden, like, there's, you know, mm. a level, like, what I want to get out of it and what impact I want to be able to feel that I'm making and what it would take for to be meaningful and to be worth, like, what I'm giving, mm. but also, you know, what I'm going to give to them and where I will like budge and where I will move and be like, Oh, you know, I don't know about that, but okay. Like, you know, I'm willing to try or I'm willing to do this. And so I think, yeah, there's always that, um, negotiating space. And I think with yeah. negotiation, you're thinking about like substance and relationship, but yeah, for me with, um, safeguarding myself, I think it's, yeah, having that awareness. And then I think also just being as much as yes, I'm all giving and serving, I think 
also um you have to protect yourself because if you're mm-hmm. not doing that you can't help pe- other people as much so honestly like i will whenever things are happening i will come back to but you know is this okay for me because mm. i think when you're like sacrificing yourself like i think you need to be very careful mm. i don't think it needs to get to that like unless it's, i don't know your children or so i think right. yeah i always come back to that thing and like you don't have to like make yourself uncomfortable or mm. have yourself in a bad place for other people so like even you know what was it like today someone was like offering pancakes or something mm. very very beautiful he's, he's a very very talented um, young man who'd made them and then she's like oh yeah okay eat this eat this and like i'm not really a pancake so I'm like oh you know okay i'll try mm. and then they had like chocolate and they had like like things that I, I just don't eat and i was like no no you know i need i need a plain so it's, it's, a, it's a small thing, like, not like a thing, but she's like, no, it's like, no, I need a plane. And she's like, no, 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 everyone's eating like this, needs eating like this. But I was just like, well, no, like, I don't have to eat them. Mm. Everyone else is eating them. Just like, so it's, it's like a thing, like, you're not there to kind of always be kowtowing to other people. Yeah. So I think, yeah, I would, again, come back to self-awareness and say, I think it's to try and have that clear in your head, like, what is your boundary what is your limit and a point where you're going to be like mm, you know what actually no because i have made mistakes in the past where i'd keep kind of being like i had this like sunk cost fallacy so i didn't safeguard myself i was like oh but i put in so much time already i just need to keep going i just need mm. to not worth it it is not like honestly like, oh the lesson that i learned such a hard way it is not wow. worth it like sometimes just i use this phrase and they did not like when i say it but you just cut your losses and just kind of mm. i think if you can graciously get out of something that is bad then i think yeah it's better to do that and it's okay to kind of say to yourself hey i'm gonna try this for three months i'm gonna try this for six months but then right. at the end yeah i think again yes you are there to you know you want to help people you want to give but you yeah don't like sacrifice yourself to a point where it's not healthy for you Yep, that's 100%. I think there's a lot of people there who will run a risk of doing that. Me included, to be fair. Yeah. <laughs> in in something some scenario. Lot, yeah. Say that again, sorry? It's, it's something I struggle with a lot. Yeah. And the other thing that helps is having those um, networks around you because you know, like, this person is an ally, this person is a resource. So mm. having those spaces where you're going to be able to get the support that you need and in the same way, like, if it's not happening, you just kind of, for me, like, I warn people, like, hey, you know what, actually, this part, I'm really not big on. Mm. So, like, whatever happens, people can't say that you didn't speak up and say that there was something you weren't comfortable with. Right, yeah. So things just, yeah, but honestly, like, whoever it is that you call, you call your mom, you call your sister, your brother, you just, yeah, just having those, again, like, your self-awareness and you taking responsibility and realizing that you're, you don't have to conform or contort yourself for other people mm-hmm. and you are yourself you know your identity you have your narrative and how things are for you and just that self-care and kindness and then also yeah the people that the people that help you get through stuff mm-hmm. oh that's amazing and it's good to kind of and it helps when you like i think you mentioned it before like having people around you the right people around you um yeah do you have do you have people even in in Sweden who who are like that for you or are they mainly back home or 
such a good point that yeah you're making because I think it was like it was it was kind of like rough. like even coming into this I was kind of like oh do I have like the right energy that I want mm. to bring to this podcast but um you know I, I was a little bit kind of like oh then I don't like to you know if I've made a commitment I don't want to like oh sorry Andre and the, <laughs> um I think yeah it is it is tough because they kind of like set you up with people oh, okay but I was um it's always good to be careful because people will describe things one way and then sometimes you get there and it's kind of like, oh, I don't know if this is what I expected. So right. I would say yes overall, but I think it depends on that because I would say I'm, as I said about being independent, I'm that person, like I'm going to handle my stuff. Yeah. I'm doing it. I'm sorting it. No one else needs to. I'm not going to inconvenience anyone else. That's kind of my approach. Like I need to like, you know, I will try and have a plan B if mm. I possibly can. So, um, yeah, I think, yes, there, I would say that it kind of is, but I think a mistake I'm making is sometimes I'm not quite comfortable. Like, hey, actually, this is really tough. But then I had a moment yesterday where I just said, you know what, I'm just going to ask. And mm. actually, because I think the resources are there, but sometimes we just don't want to ask. So, yeah, I think um, as much as possible, definitely try and, understand that ahead of time like me coming into this i knew that okay they're going to provide mentors and they're going to and honestly like the woman who's um from there because it's like in partnership with a local municipality like i mm. will sit with her and we will just go at it for like an hour so i will really just like lay it you know wow. all out there yeah so i think having it's fortunate to have that and yeah I, I, have, I have to say in previous cases as well there's always been that person who is like the mentor and the but then I think it depends on how much you feel you are able to open up to them. So there is mm. that element. Yeah, I think definitely try and have that in place. And even if I didn't have that, like I know in my head like who I would talk to. I know what numbers I would call if I don't want to talk to anyone who knows me. Right. So like yeah, having those and like for me, I think I always retain the UK stuff because like you know with well as long as uh, before we brexit <laughs> yeah we laugh um, but <laughs> I, I yeah i'm looking forward to uh, sorting mm. out my vote right but um i think yeah i always like i still have those things in uk that i can still make use of so it's not like i'm completely like yeah it's all sweet and now it's all this like i still right. have those resources that i'm able to come and keep a hold of because of what you are retaining with you when you go away. Mm. Amazing. I'm actually glad to hear that because, like, um, I was I was thinking about it recently because I've never been to Sweden, um, but I couldn't even imagine, to be honest, um, mm. what it's like um, over there. So it's good you have, especially with what you're doing, I think it's so important to have something like that consciously mm. set up around you. Um, I've spoken to a lot of people who give as part of their career I guess in a, in a, in a way um, yeah. and and they always talk about having to have like you know people set up who they know who to call for this they know who to call for that and not just for yeah. work we're talking about personal development or personal mental yeah. health and all that kind of stuff um, yeah when you have like you know when happens and I remember saying to her I was like oh I didn't really feel I had anyone that I could 
were called upon for. And, you know, I handled it. So, you know, yay me. But mm. it was like not the ideal, you know, because it was kind of like, yeah, I think nothing, I was just like making things harder for myself. And actually sometimes there's just like, there's just no need. Just, you know, think what would be ideal and how can you get that? No, honestly, I'm trying to get more. Like I was saying to another people, and I was like, oh, I need to like. Sorry, um, like sorry, one second. Sorry, the, sorry, one second. The audio is being really weird. Could you say that last bit again? Yes. So I was saying I'm trying to get more. I was saying to one of my colleagues, I was like, okay, like you know, where you know, where do I find a therapist? Where do I do this? Where do I? Mm. Because like sometimes with the online stuff, it's in Swedish, and you know, my Swedish is coming along, but not quite there yet. So, right. Yeah. Honestly, like, I'm trying to get more because yeah, you need to know, and if it's like things get to become an issue. To be honest, I think let's say I felt like I really needed certain help and support that I couldn't get, then yeah, I think you know the you shouldn't. I think definitely never compromise. Like I would never compromise my mental health or anything. So Absolutely. yeah, I would be prepared to. Unfortunately, I don't have the resources I need, so I will need to like when you know that you've done like you've given your maximum. Because yeah, mm. you do. You have those days where, to be honest, I feel like I'm operating at zero if not minus so wow. yeah. and that's not a good place to be yeah mm. wow i think that's um that's people can take away a lot from everything you've said today already um i'm gonna round it up um ish i guess now because um yes. i think that's it's, it's it's some good nuggets to digest already but is there anything that you'd want to say to people who are listening before we go well, just, um, well, thank you all so much for listening and for being, you know, on this journey with us. And I want to hear their stories. So Absolutely. I hope that they will, if they haven't already, they will get in touch with you and they will share their perspectives. Then if anyone wants to get in touch with me or connect, I would love that. And, you know, any feedback, any pointers, I am open to all of it. But yeah, I'm just keep on doing what you're doing. And you know, it gets tough, it gets rough out there. But mm. I just, you know, believe in trying to live life to the fullest and to the maximum that you can. And if there's any advice that I can give people like, you know, sharing the things and you know, where I found things and resources. And, you know, if you want to be going around and seeing places and experiencing different cultures, like absolutely, like you can do it like I always have there's nothing there's really really nothing but I've done that I think yeah no one else can do this mm. like you can so if I'm sounding really oh she's done this she's done that like nah like you can and you know mm. I can get you that I would love to get people there amazing it's not a it's like it's just helping you yeah and how can how can people get in touch with you so I am, um, uh, I suppose Twitter would maybe be a good way. And I'm also on LinkedIn. So I'll give you like the handles because I know you put them in the yes, like, description of the thing. And then I'm working on a couple of platforms. So once I have things ready, I will also share those. that can be, again, really geared towards um, helping people in those areas that I feel really passionate about. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Wicked. All right. Well, thank you so much for your time. Like, I really appreciate it. Like, I've been. I really um, appreciate you, yeah. Oh no, absolutely. Like, um, we we were, it was weird. Like, we because we're in the Black Studies group as well. Um, yes. On, on, on the... absolutely. Oh, so it's like coming up with yeah. Definitely, there's so many people in there, and um, 
our network's lit let's just say that <laughs> um but thank you so much um thank you hope you have an amazing time and give me a shout next time you're in uk yes of course definitely we'll be there and two yes wonderful party, of course <laughs> say that again sorry as in the general election uh whatever nonsense <laughs> and parties and whatever's happening absolutely 100 percent. wicked all right well that was it and that was it thank you so much for listening everyone i hope you enjoyed it and got some value from it um if you want more info you can go to www.becomeimmersive.co.uk that's www.becomeimmersive.co.uk if you have any questions or queries or you want to just give us a shout out go to um, becomeimmersive at gmail.com or info at becomeimmersive.co.uk I hope you enjoyed the podcast this is the lion learns to write reclaiming our narrative through identity empowerment and creativity so let's do that have an amazing day and see you next episode peace